I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I've always loved this moment from the Gospels. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. I will make ye fishers of men, is the old language. If you want to get up later, you can see it right in this window closest to the choir stalls. I've loved this moment. I've loved the poetry of it. But perhaps I should have worried a little bit more about the prose. This moment is so incredible, so beautiful, and so sudden that to any of us, I would imagine, it seems impossible to do. Could you or I do that, follow Jesus just like that, just shut the laptop or hang up the phone, leave your shopping cart in the middle of the aisle and just walk away, just go? I feel like it takes a kind of bravery, a steadfastness that I just don't possess. I have to be honest, it took a month of prayer and tears for me to even consider a job 40 blocks away from here. So when I try to imagine just walking away without goodbyes, laying it all down, no clear plan, I can't do it. And I think when we try to wrap our heads around the immediacy of this story, the suddenness, the disciples' seeming courage, when we make it about them, I think we miss the point. Because this is a miracle story. This is like when Jesus said, take up your mat and walk. This is water into wine. This is calling Lazarus out of the tomb. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. And that's all it took. This is a miracle story. And like all miracles, it has inner mechanics that we can never fully understand, even as we recognize their outcome. This is not a story about the disciples' will, but about God's capacity to bring about change, to bring sight to the blind, healing to the sick, freedom to captives. God takes ordinary people and he makes them into disciples, just like that. This is a miracle story because in a way, all call stories are. You may remember that our gospel last week was about calling the disciples too, but there were no boats, there were no nets. The disciples almost called each other. John the Baptist brought his disciples to Jesus. Andrew follows Jesus and he goes to bring along his brother Peter. If you wanna know which of these stories is true, the answer is yes, they both are. They both are. Because God can call us through each other And that's a miracle too. Andrew hears Jesus preach, he spends time with him, and then Andrew goes and gets his brother Peter. And Peter would go on to do the same thing. He traveled to Antioch and Samaria and Corinth. He baptized people. That's what we heard Paul say in his letter to the Corinthians. He baptized people and Paul did too, they all did. They brought each other along. We bring each other along. That's why we have a church community. And God brings us along through each other. And that's a miracle. It's a miracle because the stakes are still the same. We still have our need to change. And what we'll have to leave behind to journey to what lies ahead, that's constant too. Change takes loss. Change takes loss. We can't take it with us. As a parish, 
We're living that right now. Soon I will say goodbye to all of you. And far more importantly, in a few months, your rector will too. And our incredible search committee, our incredible search committee will present candidates to the vestry and they'll say, come and see, come and see, come and see the Holy Spirit moving through the gifts of these people. Leaders you don't yet know, come and see. You are all going to experience a miracle. This congregation is going to experience a miracle. Perhaps not quite as immediately. He might not be ready to let go of the net and jump out of the boat, but you will. You will. And you will bring one another along through that change and into new life for this church. New life for this church because it's God's church. And it's here for God's work in this city and this world. Because here is the thing. God's transforming call is not about abandoning who we are to become someone else or become something else. It's about becoming more of who we are, who we already are, who we're meant and created to be. Being called is about becoming more of who we already have been created to be. God calls us so that he can use who we are as we are for God's holy purposes. So you're a fisherman. Now you fish for people. So you're a church. You seek and serve Christ in all persons, present tense, not the past. Go, he says, your faith has made you well. It's a miracle. It's fully realizing our humanity, our depths, our capability, because we're divinely made and divinely called. So you might agree with all that. Great, it's a miracle. But called to what? It's a miracle that I'm called and called to what? That's the beauty of the thing. We're called by Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, and as a son of God is the ultimate lover of this broken world. So we are called to love God and to love God's world. And to do that, our options are endless, big and small actions. We're called to reach out in caring for people, people who are lonely, who are struggling, in prayer, in visits, in action. We're called to feed the hungry, to provide for the poor, to help abolish debts and abolish prisons. We're called to share one bread and one cup. We are called to love God and God's beautiful and broken world. And so what makes any of this possible? It's that if we have any role in the miracle of God's call on our lives, if we have any role in this, it's that in all that we do, we have hope. We have hope. We have hope in God's love and hope that what we do here matters. It matters. Hope that love is stronger than death. That's our role in the miracle, our hope and our faith in the face of a world that does not want to change. Paul said the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Foolishness to those who are perishing. Our world doesn't want to be less selfish or less cruel than it is right now. It might think people who believe the way that we do are suckers, we're chumps. 
because we believe the world can be different. We believe that we are made to be in communion with each other to change one another's lives, that the world can be a place of greater love and justice. We have hope in that. It's not just that it should be, it's that it can be a different world because it was created to be a different world. And we are called and created to that change just by being who we are. But remember, it's both about what we do and not about what we do, because think about these disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John. This miracle was only the beginning. It was only the beginning of the ebb and flow of their lives. There would be successes and failures, sinning and righteousness. It was only the beginning of new life for them. He didn't call them to be perfect. He called them to be who they were. And that's why God calls us too. Whether or not we follow as immediately as those disciples did, just like them, God will call you over and over. We step forward in hope and receive the miracle of God's love, not knowing where it will take us. This isn't just a story about God's power to call people, but the story of God's power to create us as people who are ready to be called. This isn't just a story about God's power to call people, but the story of God's power to create us as people who are ready to be called. We have to let go of what is to embrace all that can be. We have to hold on to who we've been less tightly so that we can blossom and be who we really are. God knows we hunger and reveals himself as food. God knows our lives need meaning, and there he is, standing on the shore, trying to get our attention, ready to turn our sights in a way that is irresistible, ready to reorient us to the world. If only we are ready to let go and see his face. Jesus called the disciples, and when they turned to look, their lives flowed in the same direction as God's life. And the waters rushed in, and their nets washed out to sea. Amen.